What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Have you been seeing what's been popping up around the internet these last uh, 24 hours, Middlecoff? Videos of players running around in pads, throwing ball. I saw this video. It said Alex Smith is back on the practice field. It was it was 9.30 a.m. on Sunday. And I'm like, what? This Is this old video? Nope. Eastern time zone, John's amazing thing. You know who is the best internet-looking player? And, and listen, I actually think this guy's a good player. And hot take... He might be, now it's a little different, like their version of George Kittle moving forward, like they just might have hit a home run, DK Metcalf. Because nobody throws a better slow-motion deep ball at Seahawks practice, or I just mean at practice in the league, than Russell. They do a perfect job. It's not slow-motion, but it's slower. Okay. And then 14 is just like, looks like a deer running down the sideline, puts his arms out, they're all in just blue jerseys and shorts, and you're like, and when you know in your head, you're like, oh, that's the guy that, Looks like Hulk Hogan, runs like Deshaun Jackson, and last year as a rookie, everyone was like, "This guy's pretty good, pretty, pretty, pretty good." I'll <laughs> never forget when he ran his four two forty or whatever, and I texted a buddy, top ten, and they're like, "Probably not," but that was pretty crazy, yeah. right? And it's it just he ended up going what in this late second round. If yeah. we redid that draft right now, lock first round pick, right? Yeah, DK Metcalf, no doubt. I'd say him and A.J. Brown probably are top 20 picks. <laughs> yeah, because one and two don't change, right? It'd be Kyler. It'd be Bosa. Fair to say all hell's breaking loose after that? Yeah. Who went three? I'd take the, uh, our guy from Alabama, the big guy from the Jets. Uh, oh, Quinn. yeah, 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 Quinn Williams. I, I still don't think like like he'd like tumble to the fourth round, but I don't know if he's going th- third overall. You right. know, one thing I got because uh, you, could, you could argue take AJ Brown or DK Metcalf at three for Sam Darnold, right? Might be a little bold. We have to look around, but yeah, I mean, you, Josh Josh Allen's pretty sweet. The kid, the J- Jags. Do you think Cleveland Farrell would go four? I do not know. Do you think uh, who else would? I mean, TJ Hawkinson would he go eight? 
Buddy described him as like, listen, he's he's going to be really, really solid, but I don't know if we're ever seeing like, because they were like, the next Gronkowski. Remember, George told us. He's like, those two guys owe me fucking money. Money, yeah. I got, I got them drafted. He said it on this podcast. Would Debo go in the first round? I mean, he was almost a first-rounder anyway. You just moved two other receivers into the first round, so we'd have to take two receivers out. So we could take Nikhil out of the first round probably. Well, wouldn't they just, wouldn't they just rather have Nikhil and, or Debo than Nikhil? Yeah, now, but, I, but what I'm, I'm saying just, is I, I'm not overreacting quite to that. No, no, yet. I know. I'm just saying you are you put two receivers in the first round. You already not counting Debo, right? Who's the other one? Hollywood. Oh, oh, oh! You're oh, I see what you're saying. I yeah, AJ Brown and DK Metcalf. Right. I see what and there's saying. only two first round receivers that went in that draft. Was Hollywood Brown one of them? To the Ravens. Yeah, Hollywood yeah. and Nikhil. So no, nah, it doesn't mean we can't put three receivers into the first round, but. Just a thought. I saw a great, I saw a great like a uh, Roto World headline. It was like Hollywood Brown adds twenty pounds of muscle now one eighty seven. I'm like, oh my god! It's got to be an unreal feeling to know you have the upside to throw on 20, 25 pounds and still not even and hit still like be a size thirty three waist. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, by the way, I so I got maybe you did too as media members on the 49ers mailing list. I get the the 49ers because they don't have, you know, it's hard to there's not as much media cameras that kind of stuff allowed in training camp. They send out like 90 seconds of what's called in the biz B roll. It's just video. Of, they know who the local you know news shows want to see, and they just send video. So I just got video like, you know, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo throwing a couple passes. Then there's Mullins. Then there's Kyle and Lynch talking to each other. There's no audio in any of this stuff, right? Then there's Sherm doing a little backpedal drill. Then there's Mostert doing something. And then then there's uh um who else was there? You know what's funny is I, I know, immediately people, delete their emails just because they're typically I, just I, I, yeah, I'm not clicking But this, on this one I was now. like, you know, I just want to watch 90 seconds of guys walking around throwing the football, that kind of stuff. And I was like, God, this is the kind of stuff if we were out of practice, we would have filmed it and been like Vine. Here's Richard Sherman, one V one. With, yeah. D, with whoever, Brandon Ayuk, it would have been fifteen thousand Vine views. So well, I saw the guy. I think Rich Samini that covers Vine. the Jets. He's like uh, grinding, covering training camp. Thanks to Jets PR, and it's like seventeen guys. Maybe it was like ten in a room watching practice on film wow. from the basically the wherever their media room is at the Jets facility. That's cool. Weird times we're living in, guy. It is. But one thing to help you through weird times and normal times and all times at all times is ease.com promo code ham, John. E-A-Z-E, on demand, cannabis delivery, 21 or over. Ease.com promo code ham. For first-time users, promo code ham gets you 20 bucks off your first delivery of $50 or more. But we got something special for the rest of you. We do, because I know a lot of people, and we I think some people have been having trouble with the promo codes. And if you have, they should work now. Promo code ham first-time users but i know and definitely ease knows we had a lot of people use this code in 2019 god that feels like a long time ago but 2019 and that's why they love us as partners here's the thing guy you can have a reoccurring if you use ham 10 so if you've already used our promo code once back in the day if you want to use a promo code again and, and you do and you do i mean you should and we you want will, you to uh Ease.com, promo code HAM, and the number 10. H-A-M-1-0 gets you 10% off your next purchase. They told me a couple people used it. I, we put we said this, I think, on our last podcast, on the George Kittle Breaking News podcast. So, guys, HAM10. And then for you first-time users, if you're using HAM10, 
Use your girlfriends, use your roommates, have your parents do it. You can still get that, you know, $20, $20 off a purchase of $50 or more. So if you just get to 60 bucks, boom, you're back down to 40 It's a pretty good deal. Get yourself a couple items and ease.com, promo code HAM. Use this. You, when you use this promo code, either HAM or HAM10, you are supporting Guy Haberman and John Middlecock right. in this podcast, and we greatly appreciate yep. you. However you are listening, wherever you may be, yes. ease is there. Especially in the state of California. So do that. We appreciate it a lot. We do. Also, Middlecoff, uh, there have been some changes in the DraftKings world. Uh, Ham the match eight, I think, is what, or nine is what we had this week. I didn't tweet as much about it because eh, I didn't have a chance to win. But we had an incredible finish. Would you consider yourself a front runner? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I am too. <laughs> I was really proud of myself because my guy, Tom Hoagie, who I was one of two people that took him, Yes. Started and I, fast. And I was the only person that took Scott Brown who also started fast. I thought this was going to be my fucking Ron Wolf, Bill Walsh. You know, it's one thing to hit first-rounders yeah. out of the park. Congrats on drafting Kepka. You land Joe Montana in the third round. Oh, I'm like, I'm the guy that took Tom Hoagie when he won. But I also took the whole thing's a mess for me. But anyway, back. I was it, it looks like, I don't want to jinx him as we record this, though. Uh, C. Costa. Has it? Woo, actually, John, his lead has dwindled in the final moments here on Sunday afternoon. He's only up by eight. Oh my God! Over so, Andrew D twenty three. I got Billy Horschel, who's falling apart so, a little bit here, but he's got an easy shot here on seventeen. He should win the tournament. So Andrew D twenty three, who's eight points behind, has Mark Hubbard, and Costa has Hubbard and Kim and Horschel. So I guess the only way for him to lose would be for like Horschel to blow up, right? To have a or, or M. The, he you would got a short, negative short birdie putt here on seventeen as we're talking. Okay, so he's probably safe. We hope we didn't jinx him. I'm not trying to downplay his win. And, and Parsh, I mean, I don't know what place you're in. I, I last I checked, I was like eighty. It, but at eighty, it felt honestly like I think I'm in sixty-one. I mean, yeah. It was a joke. My team because you've been out of it since Thursday, Friday yeah, afternoon, th- like th- me. Th- this, I, I, again, <laughs> I'm not trying to poo-poo the win. Feels like the worst tournament we've had so far in the return. Do you agree with that? I just agree with that. Names and just now we're gonna amp back up. And like you said, everything changed. Tigers playing this week. I think all the big boys are back in the field. And you had mentioned this, I think, last week, but I wasn't really kind of locked in. I just saw an ad. The FedEx playoffs, so just the top 125. We got three majors left, basically, John. With the other two majors, right? So we got, we got three two majors FedEx playoffs. plus three, de- three FedEx. I'm counting the FedEx finals as a major, plus the U.S. Open. Plus How many people play in the FedEx finals? Is it 30? Thir- it goes 125 to 75 to 30. And remember, the scoring is different again this year. You remember the scoring from last do year? You st- do you start like 10 ahead? Yeah, like the first place guy, you just start at 10 under, which is Justin Thomas right now. Correct. But you, he, he's not a lock to be first place when they enter 30, depending on what happens the next <laughs> couple of weeks, right? Correct. You were there when Tiger won Tour Championship. Yeah, and that ago. was the last year where Tiger, you, the person who won the final event, didn't necessarily win the FedEx Cup. Remember, Justin Rose won the FedEx Cup. The ten, it was $10 million that year? I think it was 10 yeah. This year it's $15 million. <laughs> oh my Did you God. see that there's like a, um, if you birdie a certain hole, just a random hole during the year, Something somehow uh, Justin Thomas had like, or maybe it's accumulation of birdies. Just got like a random million dollar bonus really? last week. No, yeah, I didn't see just that for the FedEx. Wow, I don't know what FedEx has given them. I, hey, if you if you work at FedEx, especially in their business department, Haberman Middlecoff, give us an email. We don't charge as much the PGA Tour, 
But goddamn, the money is flowing from the FedEx. Yeah, I know. I, I, I can't follow politics that closely about this USPS, whatever's going on. FedEx got some cash, guys. They, they do. They ain't going under. They do. <laughs> they, are, they are putting a lot of people up. You know Billy Horschel won this like five years ago, the, the tour championship? Yeah, yeah. So, it's, it's, it's ti- could Tiger get hot and make another run? or I, like, is it, do, you, do you feel he's in the top 30? Like it's going to be a little more difficult? I think it's going to be tough. Pretty cool if he can just get to the last week. Would be. It would be. Uh, That's going to be oh, a hard. How do you play? pick six guys out of 30 like that? I know, that it's going to be. In three it, weeks. The margins gonna are going to be so thin. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so, the change is now a lot of you that might have been getting invites from us for these events, DraftKings kind of changed. You had to. You have to go through. You should have an. If you've played in our event, you should have an invite in your DraftKings app. Accept the invite. Or just find one of us on DraftKings. JMiddle75 is John. HabeyHabes is me. Or DM us on Instagram. We, we have got full service, customer service here. We'll link him up on Instagram and put it out on Twitter. Yeah, you just – so we – if you've been you getting invites – friend request like, uh, like, like Facebook almost? Kind of, yeah. So I, it used to be that I could just friend you, anyone that's played in our game, and just send you stuff. Now you have to accept it. We have also, to remedy this issue in the future, started a league. Haberman and Middlecoff is our league. If you get in our league, then anything we do in there, golf games, NBA games, football, it's there's going to be a league homepage, and all any game that we have active will be there. And the more games you play, and you can you can actually there's an overall leaderboard separate from the individual events. Can I search the league if I'm just Billy? In, That's a good uh, question. Um, try it. Yeah. I, I have not tried that. Um, this is uh, my main voyage with a league, but we have a league, and once you're in the league, you'll get all the invites. You'll get everything, but we're just kind of build. So we're building the mailing list back up after about a month. We have to rebuild it. So yeah, just we're, be we're aware of on the fly, and it's going to fucking be big. It's going to be great. So we talked about George Kittle a lot last week. Obviously, signed his contract Friday, as first reported by Grant Cohen. John, you give him credit. I he said he was going to sign the contract Friday. I give him mostly credit. Yeah, the yeah. numbers were a little I, off, but if it's pass fail, that's a pass. Absolutely. I agree. When he, when he says it's imminent Friday, it's going to happen, and he reports it on Wednesday. When are we playing golf? Wednesday? Wednesday, So, yep. yeah, like no one else. Numbers off. Reported the deal was going to happen. Deal happens. I give him 85% of the credit. Gets credit. Yeah. But, but, but it's like it's either you get credit or you don't get credit. So he gets credit. Yeah, I agree. You don't come away going, I think he made it up. No, you come away going, I think he knew something. The person he talked to was a little off, but he clearly knew. Good yeah. source. He'll go back to that. That source did not burn him. No. Uh so then John Lynch has his press conference. And he did, tweeted out the details like, source told me Wednesday, Becca freaked out. Thursday, they were going back and forth yeah. over incentives. He <laughs> justified it as well. In the end, honestly, kind of made sense. I, I, I don't think he's like some conspiracy theorist. I think he's right. <laughs> In the end, Lynch really wanted to get it done for a variety of reasons. And he listed one of the reasons during his press conference, one that we didn't see this one coming. He compared George Kittle to Brett Favre saying basically, and I'm paraphrasing, that Brett was the guy that he respected the most when he played the game because Favre had fun playing the game even in the biggest, most intense moments. And he said intense situations, you could see an exuberance from Favre that was just contagious, which is great if you're one of the best players on the team. You can be that kind of guy. It's just rare to have a great player also be the kind of guy that is just letting it loose in the most tense moments. And if you remember, a little like the NL West when we were growing up had the Giants and the Atlanta Braves, which make no sense. 
I'm pretty sure the NFC North included the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Because when we were in high school and junior high, I vividly remember a lot of Monday night, as the Bucks got good and the Packers were good, Buccaneers-Packer games. Which It, it was the it NFC funny? Central, I think, at the time. NFC Central, before the realignment. Is, is it weird just like, wait, the Braves and the Giants were in the same division, or the Tampa Bay Bucks and the Packers were in the same division? But... Yeah, isn't it, it weird? weird? Once upon happen. a time, there was no playoffs. You were just the best team, and you won. Yeah. You know, or or you were the two best teams, and one of you won the pennant. I actually think, guy, he's got a lot of validity to this. Yeah, in the sense of, at the end of the day, Favre was, as Marty Morningwig once told me, the best player he'd ever seen in the peak of his powers. Now, maybe Andy would tell you who was around Favre then. And I think they love Favre. I mean, Favre is, I think, a huge reason why Mahomes is now in Kansas City, right? Like, those guys saw something in him coming out that pro- other guys just wouldn't see. And Mahomes, you wouldn't say – Mahomes actually has a pretty unique personality. But Favre is – when you think all-time NFL personalities, Favre would be on a short list of, like, Dion, Favre, right? I think Sherman's kind of throwing his hat in the ring. But part of those big personalities are, like, they're all great players. And the one thing that makes George just this exuberant, one of the faces of the league – at the, like, you watch one episode of Hard Knocks, and we even follow in Aaron Donald's career. Like Aaron Donald doesn't have a huge personality, right? Even Khalil Mack. Those guys, they're face of the league as players, but you like like part of the reason why Mahomes upside to be the face of the league for a decade, like Peyton and Brady, like they were Peyton was a huge personality. Favre is just was kind of the everyman in, in a, like Peyton was Peyton the everyman? His dad was an NFL player. He was an elite player in college, number one overall pick. He's a fucking super rich. Like, Kittle has this kind of mid-round pick, far second-round pick, Southern Mississippi. Now, Kittle's from a better school, Iowa, but just you know it when you saw it. Like, God, there's something there. Now, he had to back it up. Same with Favre. And they both backed it up really quick where no one disputes. He's one of the best players in the league. And, I, and he's... There's, to me, there's nothing better than when you have a great player who's just a lovable player. Like, that's a huge draw for sports, whatever your right. sport is. Right. Like, at, watching one thing baseball had when we were kids, like, Cal Ripken and Ken Griffey Jr. were fucking really important to the sport. Like, you probably weren't meeting many people on the street. What do you think of Cal Ripken and Ken Griffey Jr.? The, I would say 95% of people would have said, I, belo- I love the guy. Yeah, I mean, they were two Wouldn't of the biggest sports stars of the 90s. Forget baseball stars, right? And wasn't far of that way, yeah. You know, yeah. And I, I think Kittle, I don't. He'll never be as big as Favre, even if he's like the greatest tight end ever. But has the chance to be every fan you meet, from Philly to Dallas to even Seattle, be like, "What do you think of George Kittle?" They'd be like, "I fucking like that guy." You know, I, I and I think that the because I say Favre good... probably in the history of the league, it, at least in like we're in our mid thirties, like in our lifetime he'd have to be, like, top one, two, or three, like, in that conversation. Like, who's the most likable NFL player, just universally, not just respected, but just, like, I like watching that guy play. Yeah. I'd say Favre might yep. be one. Yeah, and he wouldn't have been that guy if he was the fifth, the tenth best quarterback in the NFL every year. Part of it was that his play matched his personality, that what you saw him do on the field was totally in line with who he acted like he was, right? This gunslinger mentality. You can play like a gunslinger, but not act like one. You can act like a gunslinger, but just throw no touchdowns and a bunch of interceptions. And it's like, well, cool swagger, dude, but you just got picked off three times and we lost by 14. Favre was... That, ha- that happens sometimes. Well, I think a lot of guys 
It's to me, it's you go to any football practice. There's a lot of guys that want to be Brett Favre, but it turns out they're not because there's these guys are outliers. Um, that to me is Kittle acts like WWE guy, but then he also plays like that guy. And just like Brett has the respect of opponents and teammates alike. I think one thing I learned back in, uh, well, the years I was doing baseball pre and post game with the A's and you're just in the clubhouse every day. When you're in a baseball clubhouse every day, you see that the guy that gets all the media attention isn't necessarily the guy that's the clubhouse leader, right? And I think baseball in particular, where it's an everyday sport, the guy that you love hearing from because the media goes to his locker room every day is not necessarily the guy that the entire locker room loves hearing from. Because, and you you said this to me, like if you watch the first episode of Hard Knocks, there's a guy, and every Hard Knocks has this, right? One guy who's super loud, is all around the cameras. Was it the Chargers or the Rams? I think it, it was, was the Rams. Rams corner. Yeah. I don't know who the guy is. He's yelling. He's trying to get the attention of the camera, trying to hold cl- down the, the classic. Fort. No one's ever heard of him. He's but he's not a team leader, and it doesn't. No. It just comes off kind of funky. And there's no way it's appreciated. Kittle is not that. Just like Favre no. was not that. And I think that's. I think part of the deal from what John Lynch is saying is like it's easy to be that guy in the locker room. It's easy to be that guy in practice. But when it really gets hard and everybody else's sphincter is tightening up, are you still that guy or is the whole thing an act? And with Kittle and Favre, it's not an act. They are that guy. They wish I, a motherfucker would be in their seat. Right? I, I'd, say, I'd say the guy of the last decade. As Cedric the Entertainer really, once said. Th- that really was that guy was Rob Gronkowski, right? Just this over, this huge personality yeah. and – he was the like non quarterback in the peak of his powers, one of the best players in the league. Uh, but I, it's a little different. That, it gets yeah, overshadowed. Gronk was a little goofier, I think, off the field. Right, his play was not but he, goofy. But, but Kittle's play is not goofy, right? No, no. But I'm saying Kittle's not. It, to me, there's something different. It's not quite goofy. It's more. But I agree. There's a wrestling element. Just something with both fun. Of them. Yeah. No, it's true. There's an entertainment. Like both of them are great entertainers. Yeah. yeah. But they would. We would make fun of them. Rob never would have got as big if he wasn't the best tight end in the league by a wide margin for like a five-year stretch. And everyone just goes like, God, is that the best tight end we've ever seen? And I think George kind of has thrown his hat in the ring just like that too. I, Kelsey's a huge personality and has like, you got to back it up or we just think you're a clown. When you act, and I, you could even just be a solid starter, but it's like, bro, just calm down. When you are, you can act like Dame Lillard when you go, I'm going to be a fucking 15-time All-Star, and I'm beating the shit out of everyone who tries to stop me. But if, you, if, if you're just Isaiah Thomas, you can't act like that. And there gets to a level of George, you know, I, I just think is an elite player. And they got other elite players on the team, and they all acknowledge, like, God, this guy is just something different. Well, I think part of this, too, is are you authentic? Are you you, or are you trying to be something else and I think now more than ever because you can watch any video that's ever been posted you can watch any interview that anyone's ever done you can want if you want to try and copy somebody it's never been easier to copy somebody right and so it's hard when you first are around a person to know are they just doing this because they know how it looks or are they being themselves and I I think Kittle Favre right these are guys that are just being themselves and it works because I think that, they put I think in all the work a, and they're leaders. For why Mahomes feels much more genuine than, let's say, than uh, than Russell Wilson. Like th- th- to me, there's a ceiling on Russell Wilson. 
that, yeah, I think Mr. Unlimited, a lot of people just think he's kind of a weirdo. And I think just feels a little pol- political, right? Like oh, a too polished. Yeah, it's like, bro, just like say what you want about Tom. Like there is some a lot of genuine things with Tom Brady, even at this point. Like I, yeah. I have never once thought, you know what? Tom Brady's pretty fake, right? I just think Tom, now he's, he knows what he has to say and stuff with the media, but I, 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 even Peyton, like I always felt like they come across as kind of, they're true to themselves. Now they feel like a little corporate, but, and maybe George will become that as he becomes much more famous. But I, I think he's got something special going where his personality, he's an outlier kind of personality, but it feels genuine and it doesn't feel forced. Where yep. sometimes it can feel that way. Yeah. I think Draymond, you know, was a guy that kind of separated himself that way. Like, sure. I'm not faking this shit. You're right. I'm fucking a little crazy. Yep. I'm nuts. I'm gonna scream it. I tell you, I tell you I'm how much scream. I care, but then I show you too. Yeah. Yeah. You got to back it up. You and I both grew up watching the Kings. Uh, it's been a while since they've made the playoffs, John. I think probably since we were kids. Uh, Vladi Divac's reign came to an end. God, we loved him as a player. But five years, John, and they averaged 32 wins. And as my dad, a big Kings fan, texted me the other day, I'm pretty sure they're going to be last place in the West next year again. That was his opinion. We'll see. I'd say the Timberwolves probably might be shittier. All right. They're they're circling the drain. (laughs) So it's time for a change. And I think it's a reminder of how hard it is to overcome your biggest mistake. And for Vlade, not drafting Luka was not the only thing that went wrong, obviously. But – it's the biggest thing, and it'll be the thing that hangs over that tenure in perpetuity. Um, and you have to be really good to overcome your biggest mistake. And I, you've said it a couple times recently, so credit to you. Something we don't talk a lot about, about is Kyle Shanahan, offensive guru, quarterback guy. Not only did he not draft Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes, he didn't really even consider them that much based on the way he talked about him after the fact, right? and yet was good enough to overcome his biggest mistake. And maybe the lesson is you're going to make big mistakes. Are you good enough to overcome your biggest mistake? And, you know, you could argue that as big as passing on Luka is as a mistake, there is no bigger mistake than the nine teams that passed on Patrick Mahomes. Because every single one of them since that point in time has changed or is about to change quarterbacks. I do think the timing of your biggest mistake is huge. Right. If if Belichick, his first year in New England, had drafted Aaron Hernandez and by year two the guy was arrested for murder, it would have been a problem. Right. It happened a decade in. It wasn't all his fault. You see a lot of quarterback misses in the draft. I mean, that's that's the extreme. But I just on basic draft whiffs, not only did they pass on Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson, because Deshaun Watson is better than Jimmy Garoppolo, they took Solomon Thomas, who they did not pick up his fifth year option. And in that same first round, they drafted Reuben Foster, who actually read like a week ago has been medically cleared to practice. Oh, okay. Uh, but uh, he was also cut guy a year later for getting arrested at a team hotel on the road of a game. So it was a disaster. But if that, to me, here's the major difference I'd say, though. When you're a couple years into losing, as Vladi was, for, actually four, right? This was going into four. His fourth this was, year. This was five now. Oh, this you're saying was the draft. His fifth yeah, year. I'm sorry. Yep. But I'm saying this year was like a big year for him to like Bagley become a player, and it went the other way. The team was kind of in shambles. They sucked, and it was clear. Like they then they go to the bubble disaster. You would text me. Your dad would text you like, bro. Did you see the Luca line? Not even in a he game, didn't say game, bro, right? But... 
Yeah, he said son, son guy. Uh, and it wasn't even a Kings game, correct? It was like the first time anyone yeah, he ever just watches like, the Mavs. I went back to when the Luka played the Kings early on in the bubble, like game two. It was 34-20 and 12. And Marvin Bagley was at home. With his third injury of the year. But, but guy, that was in year five when he had made all these promises. And if Kyle Shanahan had sucked for a couple years and passed on Mahomes and continued to suck, I think it would have been kind of similar. Like if, if this had happened in year three pa- passing on Patrick Mahomes. He had some, like, Vladi, where he really got screwed on Luka guy, he knew the guy's dad. And they were from the same place. It, That's the he, kind of thing that would make, that internally really hurt you too, right? Yes, and I, I think this guy is better. With your owner. Where, where Kyle Shanahan has admitted he didn't spend that much time watching Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. He admitted that. Well, I know. I, I, would, say, I would say this is what he had in his back pocket that year. They, had, they didn't think. They knew they were going to sign Kirk Cousins, right? So they knew they had a quarterback coming. Now, they ended up getting Jimmy Garoppolo and kind of pivoting, and luckily a couple years later they make the Super Bowl. But it's he was able to shake it only because he won. Like, you Correct. don't shake yeah, yeah. misses when you well, lose. Well, because he won and because he, he got he, – I guess these are the same thing, but he got Jimmy – who's not Mahomes, but, you know, I mean, the Hawks, you would think the Hawks are the ones that should get roasted the most. For Luka, they drafted him. People forget the Hawks drafted him, not the Mavs. And then they traded him to the Mavs for Trey Young. But guess what Trey Young is? An all-star. So, kind, fine. I mean, if, I mean he yeah, made the all-star Made him, but, yeah, I know what he's saying. He's a 30-point scorer, basically. Yeah. But the point is, like, you don't have to be, like, if Deshaun Watson had gone ahead of Patrick Mahomes, would the Texans get killed for that? No, because they got a pretty good quarterback in the end, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the, 19, the nine t- guys went ahead of Mahomes. Well, that group of nine is the Niners got a quarterback since then. The Bears took Trubisky. They're going to need a miracle to not need another quarterback. Cleveland and New well, York. Guy, guy they, they had to trade a fourth-round pick and pay like $20 million Cleveland, to Foles. Yeah, Cleveland and the Jets. Both drafted quarterbacks the next year. The Chargers and the Bengals both have drafted first-round quarterbacks since. The Panthers, the Jags, and the Titans, two of those teams are going to draft first-round quarterbacks next year, and the Titans aren't far off from having to do it again. So it's, it's like it's, none of those teams have franchise quarterbacks in, that, in position at that point in time. And then since then, a few of them have, you know, maybe Darnold, whatever. We'll see. Jimmy. Well, why, why could the Titans shake it, right? They went to the AFC Championship game. Right. They signed Tannehill. It's like, okay, we're good again. But the I almost Browns, feel like all nine teams have gotten off too easy. <laughs> well, think about this. Let's say the Bears this year make a wild card, win 10 games. If I was a with Bears who? fan, I'd go, Foles or Trubisky. It doesn't necessarily matter because they made it two years ago with Trubisky when it didn't even look that good. But let's just say they split it and they just their defense is so good and their offense is just much more functional. If I was a Bears fan, I'd be going, can you imagine if we had just drafted fucking Deshaun Watson? Even if we say Mahomes is an outlier. Because the one thing I'd say, the difference between Mahomes, who like Luka, it's just you watch one. I mean, Mahomes, we've all watched him. Superstar. So I bet some people listening haven't. I mean, I haven't watched that many Luka games, but I've seen enough to go, this guy's remarkable. And all you got to do is look at a box score. The difference is Mahomes was a major question mark. Right, I, he was not some consensus guy. Luca was kind of a consensus guy. Where Deshaun was like, why don't we just take Deshaun Watson? If I told you the Bears had had Deshaun Watson with Nagy and Khalil Mack, 
wouldn't you be like they would have made the? Pl- I mean, they did make the playoffs. Two I'd years say ago, they'd they be made the playoffs Monday night, Sunday night football five times every year. Lock. Yeah. So to me, that's where it's just God damn. Where Kyle can only shake that because they just look like one of the best teams in the league, and he was able to almost through, beat them. <laughs> yeah, but I, I'd even say just that was less about like obviously Mahomes like is way better than Jimmy Garoppolo. I think it's more that they got lucky that year. They got bailed out just in the sense of. Are the Niners in the Super Bowl if Kirk Cousins are quarterback? Now, you could argue maybe, just we've seen he's functional. He won a playoff game. Their team was really good. Kyle's still the guy who, calling the plays. But who I, I would push back. I, I think Jimmy's better than Kirk Cousins. I, I don't give a shit what the stats say. I know what we I've agree seen. agree about that. I would say, though, the difference, though, is that they just got Jimmy Garoppolo, and it just it changed the conversation. Because I if he would have had a seven-win season last year, let's say he had gone – you know, first two years crappy, and even last year won seven and nine. I, I, I think no chance he's getting an extension. And I, I think we're talking this year like, is this kind of playoffs or are we talking Kyle's like going into like a lame duck? I know he'd be going into his fifth year and he has six, but like he's like coaching for his job. So he, he to me, changed the whole landscape of everything. Because unlike that, like Nagy wasn't there when Mahomes, Watson, the Browns have gone through like eight different people. Right, the Titans. Vrabel wasn't the coach. This one was like Lynch and Kyle were there, and really it was Kyle. Like Kyle's his offensive wizard, and he didn't want either one of them. Yeah, because he was dead set on this guy that I think we all acknowledge is just kind of overrated, underrated. I don't even know how to describe Cousins anymore, but just safe. I think even Vikings. Yeah, safe's the right way to say it. But I think the Vikings would be like, God, I would have rather taken a swing on someone better. But I think Vikings fans would also be like, at least we're good and we're winning every year. It's yeah. better than sucking. Right. But they're kind of in no man. They're not in like the middle ground where they're just eight and eight. They're in kind of the middle ground of like, we're probably going to make the playoffs, but I don't know if we really have a chance to win the playoffs, which sucks. Which is like the good spot to be of the shitty version of an NFL. Like, and you're, it's, it's hard to get another guy when you're in that position. Yeah. And your guy's expensive because like, look at all my playoff appearances. I also think Vladi, and this, I, I do think Kyle and John have done a good job of this. Vladdy got pretty cocky about the whole situation, about I know I'm right, I know what we're doing, Bagley's the right fit. The Niners don't really do that that often with guys. Like, we'll see, kind of open-ended, he's got to prove it. Like, they, they don't really... What was Vladdy's thing? I promise if we don't get it turned around, do you say make the playoffs or whatever it is? Yeah, I'll, I'll resign. Yeah, but I even which... think the Luka thing, like, trust me on this. Like, the Luka thing was a big moment where everyone's like, Maybe his thing was like, this if this fails, I don't want to be here anyway, so it's easy to go all in on it. Yeah, I don't know. I it's, mean, it's a disastrous move. It, it really Ryan. is. It's I, not a disastrous move for Kyle. No, I, I, and but part of that is because Kyle is Kyle, right? Like, for all the talk, and it's so easy to do this when you're just a couple of talking heads. Like, oh, you, you know, a given coach personnel power is really dangerous. It's really dangerous if you give it to the wrong coach. If the right coach has it, it makes so much more sense to have your most talented front office person be your head coach instead of your GM. Because if your head coach can also pick players or is good at identifying talent, he gets to coach the talent. If your GM yeah. your GM can only – there's only so much the general manager can do. He does not put on a headset ever. So it's perfect if you've got the right guy, which the 49ers have, which the Patriots have, which the Saints – you know, and then as time goes on, the Chiefs, the We've seen what it looks like years down the road, the Seahawks, where it becomes more of a partnership, which clearly the Niners have a good partnership. But it's a well, high-risk, high-reward kind of structure. 
I think we've seen a lot, a lot historically of disastrous situations where a GM forces a player on a coach. Right? It'd be like... And we've seen disastrous situations where the head coach is in charge of personnel, too. Well, I was having this conversation this weekend. Uh, I knew a couple people who were supposed to have arranged marriages, you know, in the Indian culture, uh, and they talked their way out of it with their parents. And they're, you know, they're our age, and they're mid-30s. And both of them now are happily married, like with people they were able to choose. But I was told the story about a guy that tried told his parents I'm not doing the range marriage and they started dating around he couldn't find anyone and he got to like being thir- in his early 30s and he went to his dad and he's like listen I- I'm open to trying your idea and did it and they ended up being happily married and three kids later I think he's like 40 years old now with three kids and like like they're legitimately like a power couple and I think sometimes like people always talk about with a GM and a head coach we got to be on the same page we got to be on the same page but I don't think like you just—it's human nature. You might not agree on the player. Like it was—it couldn't have been any more seamless in Kansas City when like Veach is pounding the table at the time. Dorsey was there. He kind of liked him, obviously liked him too. And Andy loved him. Like everyone was on the same page. We hear a lot of stories about like you know Pete Carroll. Like you know I had to be convinced, and then I let John take him in the third round. And remember that first year I was like Matt Flynn's going to be the starter, but we're doing it because we're always competing. We did it, and ultimately Pete came around. But I don't think if you would have pulled Pete in the summer of Russell Wilson's rookie year, so before even training camp started, you would have been like, what do you think? I'd be like, listen, John loves the guy. I got, I don't know, right? And, I, and a lot of times that goes bad. And I think the, the Vladi thing, like, is just the ultimate. Now, it's a little different just because the player by itself, it wasn't even a coat. It's just the player's not good enough. But I think with football, like the Solomon Thomas thing could have just been a huge issue and I think it speaks to the way we talked about John Lynch earlier and Kyle being kind of open-minded. It didn't fuck him up as much as it should have because that was a pretty big disastrous pick, guy. And, and just the whole situation. Mahomes and Deshaun Watson were passed on for Solomon Thomas. Because at the end of the day, the Bears go, listen, we screwed up. We not only took Mitch Trubisky, we traded from three to two, but we took a quarterback. Right. I mean, the 40, we, it's we, like the 49ers didn't need a quarterback. Yeah, we, we, we didn't have – the 49ers didn't – remember once they traded Cap or cut Kaepernick, they didn't have a quarterback on the roster until they, like, signed Brian Hoyer. It's like, guys, you guys don't even have quarterbacks. And then they ended up taking C.J. Beathard a couple rounds later. Say what you want about the Bears. They whiffed. I mean, he's, he was terrible. I, more than likely, Mr. Bisky's out of the league in three years than a starting quarterback. But they drafted a quarterback. The Niners took a defensive lineman who pretty early on, I think we all realized – this guy's not very good. Yeah, nice guy. Uh, he's very likable. He just stinks. Not a first round pick. I mean, I'd say not like a second fourth. round pick. Yeah, I, no, I'd say not a second day pick. Now he's when you're going to look up Solomon Thomas will have an eight nine year career, but maybe longer. You draft third honestly. overall. What? You, yeah, well, third overall. You're looking for Nick. Like at the end of the day, they thought Nick Bosa when they took him. Right? They were hoping for impact Pro Bowl level player. And they you, maybe would you take Cleveland Furl? No. Oh. Another big week for DraftKings, Don. Let's tell the people about it. DraftKings.com or the DraftKings app. When you sign up, use the promo code HAM, and then you're going to want to get in one of our games. Yep. I mean, it's so easy. We've been hammering this home for months. Download the DraftKings app. It's the easiest way to operate. It's on your phone. Press the app. 
If you don't have it, type in promo code HAM, minimum $5 deposit. Then you have the ability. People often DM us like, how do I get in your game? How do I get in the game? Well, just download the app. Then you get in the game. We've had people like, God, I didn't even, I didn't even know that much about the golf I played. It's incredible. I'm like, yeah, I'm telling you. Get into it. You'll be locked into these random tournaments. We just look up. We're like, Billy Horschel lost. We're checking to see if our guy still won. He did. We, we had a payout. Congrats. Didn't someone win how much last week? $675? yep. This week was 225 so, yeah, we, we got some big pots coming. We got some big tournaments coming up. Download the app. We're gonna do. We're gonna try to do a basketball one during uh, early round of the playoffs. Yep. We got a lot of games planned. Yeah, when you get uh, in, get into our league too, the Haberman and Middlecoff League. We'll add you, and uh, like you said, basketball and hockey playoffs have started. So DraftKings puts you right in the middle of all that. Millions of prizes throughout the week. Um, you can start playing for free with your first deposit today. When you use the code HAM, you can complete for millions of dollars, compete, excuse me, for millions of dollars in total prizes that are up for grabs this week, all week long, only at DraftKings. Promo code HAM, get a shot at a million dollars in prizes all week long, only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 uh, deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Come play with us. That's our slogan. Do it now. Come on. That's ours. Come play with us. Come play with us. In In our league. We got a leak. That's right. John Gruden, known lover of Marcus Mariota, said this. He really fired me up today. He's turned a corner with his ankle injury. He's a dazzling playmaker. He had a very nice day. Is that just a guy complimenting his quarterback? I mean, like I said, John Gruden loves quarterbacks and he loves Marcus Mariota. Or is there something more brewing? Guy, I got forwarded this from two NFL executives. Ooh. We, talk, we talked about this, the, just the, the tweet or like a Bleacher Report screenshot. Like it was kind of went viral when he said it in the sense of this is kind of a polarizing situation that they gave this guy seven. He's the highest paid backup in the league. There's been a lot of smoke behind. I know Derek's pissed off, but he had been rumored the last couple of years to not survive. And I don't think those rumors were just people that hate Derek Carr are pulling it out of their ass. And I think with this player, we know two things, right? John Gruden loved him coming out. Now, granted, you could say he loved a lot of quarterbacks coming out, but he loved Marcus Mariota, as did a lot of people. The general manager also really liked him, right? As he said, when they signed him, the thing that's great about me and John, we don't have to pretend to a guy like, we had just second on our draft board four years ago, and it's secret information. Right. Just Mayock's just Google where I had you. I had you above Jameis. You were my number one player in the draft. So there, there has, there's not nothing there. And you brought up a good point before we pre- press record about preseason yeah. games that I just – it's just something – the quotes in Mike Sando's article about the tears and Mariota came up in Derek's section. He, Derek came up in Mariota's little blurb from executives and coaches. It's just worth keeping an eye on, guy, that if, if Derek has a – and all there is is 16 games now, right? There's no media practice. It's going to be hard to tell. That's just John Gruden saying that. It's not like there were 50 media members taking pictures, you know, videos that are going viral. He didn't have to say that. It's just, uh, it's going to be a talking point this this year unless Derek has a career year, right? I think, yeah, and I think this regular season is going to be really unique if for a guy like Gruden because he doesn't have, if, if we had four preseason games, you know what, if we had two preseason games, don't you think Mariota would start one of those games and play three quarters? Or do you think Carr, just there's only two games, you would start him for both games? Uh, the, my only pushback would be, let's say, let's just do the hypothetical, normal year, four preseason games. I guess maybe the first one you could pull that off. I think you would get, like, it'd become a pretty big story. Like, why did Gruden just have well, him play three so, quarters? Okay, we could, 
however you think that would play out, and I think maybe right. he doesn't. Maybe John doesn't give a shit. Though. But but I think that I don't think he does. What'll make this year unique is clearly they paying this guy a lot of money, and they like him to some degree more than most teams like their backup quarterback. I don't think there's a chance we're going to get through the NFL season and at the end we'll go well. I guess we never got to see Mariota. Carr never let him on the field. Like I think even if Derek is good. Gruden's going to want to put Mariota on the field. He's going to want to see what he looks like. We did not have any preseason to check him out. So I think Gruden's going to put Mariota on the field early in the season. Now, that doesn't mean he's going to start. That doesn't mean he's going to play car a quarter, Mariota gets the second, Derek finishes. But I just think we're going to see him on the field maybe more than we would in any other year where you had a preseason because I think he's going to want to know pretty early what he has in this guy. You think more than like Taysom Hill situations you're kind of alluding uh, yeah, to. Yeah, right? I think no. you remember early in Colin Kaepernick's career, the year he eventually took over for Alex, he would get like a few plays here and there. It was probably like more a, Taysom. Like a package. Yeah, but he had a package. It was more Taysom Hill than anything else. But yes, I think we're going to get a little more Taysom. Now, what does that mean? Does that mean we're going to get Mariota's just going to get, he's getting two series in the second quarter? I don't know. I don't know if it's that, but I think we're going to see him sprinkled. So maybe it will be more Taysom Hill style where you just see him. But I think we're – okay, let's say, let's use that as the bare minimum. Happened I to Michael Vick when Michael Vick came out of prison. Andy Reid's first <laughs> that year with Donovan McNabb. No, I'm – he got – No, I'm laughing. Just say that line out loud. <laughs> uh, I, I think we're going to see him. And maybe it's as simple as Levin, just some Taysom Hill. Leavenworth. <laughs> yeah. I, I, if, you, if I told you right now, Derek Carr does not get hurt, so he doesn't have to miss any games with, a, with an injury. And I went over under starts for Mariota at point five. I'd go over. Yeah, I would do. Because you'd say just look at his history. They've lost beside one season Derek's entire career. And, and yeah, I don't I still think, think the defense is really bad. It might be some of it out of his control. And like you said, I think he's naturally going to get on the field. And I, I do think there's a little. Not that they like. I, if you were Mariota, and I said Marcus. Your career's the, you're at the low point of your of your entire football career, right? It's he's never been lower. In high school, star goes to Oregon, starts really young, fucking takes the team to a national championship. Like it gets drafted number two, wins makes a, John the wins a Heisman. Oh, you're right, Marcus Mariota Heisman. He's in the Heisman house. I for, see. You even kind of forget it's been so far removed. It's like it's hard for me to picture Mariota killing everybody in college, just because he's kind of been so average. But if I said you could go to one place, where would you want to go? You could argue this is the best situation when there's the factor of the GM and head coach are documented lovers of you, especially the GM was like yeah. was a huge fan. And I think you just go, well, it's not like you got to sit behind. He's not going with Russell Wilson as the starter. Like there is, and again, we've known Derek a long time, but this it's not disputable right now that this the cloud around his. Being the, being the starting quarterback for the future is just has been there since John arrived. And I would say not that much has changed besides some good numbers last year, but I don't, it didn't equate to wins. It didn't really equate to a great offense. They ran the ball well, but they never felt like a dynamic passing game team. And I just think there are questions about it. And John's just – and the other thing that always gets pushed to me is, like, John's just crazy with his quarterbacks. That's something people have just always said forever. He's just kind of a lunatic that way. So you got to, unless you're like Favre or Rich Gannon, which are nut jobs, you know, you just, it's hard to hold that spot if you're not killing it. 
And what what else is doubled down in the division? He and John talk. We got to beat the Chiefs. We got to beat the Chiefs. They score a lot of points. We got to score points. We got to be dynamic. We got to be dynamic. We, he's not wrong, right? No, and I like also it's think gonna, it's a team. It's not going to change. I, I I would ever call anybody with eight years remaining on their contract. Is that what it is? Uh, yeah, year, year three. three. Yeah. I would never call anybody with eight years remaining on their contract desperate. He basically has two terms as president left on his deal. Um. But, when you start talking contract extension, you're six. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, but I, I, he feels like I gotta feel like that he thinks I've been in this for two years. We have not made nearly as much progress as I want to make. So we're gonna try some stuff this year. At the first hint that it's not going the way I want it to go, I'd say a head football coach in at any level doesn't plan on losing for long. Right, it, it, we've seen it in basketball before, where you tank for a while. In, in baseball, sometimes you know it's going to be a long couple years. I think in football, even when you know it's going to be a long year, maybe. I think by year two, you start thinking like we're kind of turning this thing around, and definitely by year three, you don't plan on like we still want to be two years away. Like John Green plans on making the playoffs this year, guy. Right? I don't think 12, 13 wins, but I he's got to be going if we get good quarterback play. We can win nine, ten games and get a get a wild card berth, right? The wild card in our conference, the conference is not as good. And two, can we be the best, second best team? Let's just say the best team in the division, because I don't even count the Chiefs. Like they're winning the division for the foreseeable future. But like, what separates us from the Chargers? Who we don't know if they have a quarterback, right? Tyrod, the Herbert, Drew Locke, like Vic Fangio, Anthony Lynn. Like I'm John Gruden. Right. We should be able to be better than them. And you just look at paper, It's if you take a step back, you're not a huge like diehard Raider guy. I think if you were unbiased, you go, it's going to be tough. Because, yeah, I think the Chargers have a quarterback issue, but their roster, God, floated. The Broncos, talent everywhere. And, and Vic does one thing well that you know they're going to be good at defense. Now they got players. Now the major question mark at quarterback. But it, I think it's fair to say that you could give me the order. Chiefs win the division, go two through four. And you could really stack it in any way, and it's believable. And that's where, if you're in that spot, if you're Gruden, you go, well, fuck, if, if any human can say that with a straight face, we should be able to take that spot. Yeah. Right? Yep. Uh, so I'll give you an over-under now. Over-under week two, we see Mariota on the field. Do we see him in I think week we, one or I think week we, two? I think we see him week one. You think we see I him week one playing, in a package? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. I think they have rollout packages. But that's the pushback with Derek. Is like I, I saw Jason Witten say – he was really impressed with Derek moving around. And remember last year in Hard Knocks, Gruden kept doing those crazy drills, but he's like, Derek, you need to extend plays, basically saying, we need you to become a playmaker. And it's not like Derek is Jared Goff. Like, Derek can move. Right. So what can – are you going to have running plays for Mariota or just roll out plays? Because if I'm Derek, I go, well, let me do that. Yeah, I think it's just some of the basic playbook is what he'll do. I do too. It's not like they're going to have, like, quarterback Plays sweeps. that Derek could otherwise run, yep. Yes, that if Derek was in good graces with John, they would just let him do that. And and if Mariota never would have, if there weren't questions, guy, Mariota never would have been here. It's really that's because you would not have allocated. Well, imagine seven million just seven million dollars a lot of money, guy. Imagine somebody just paid you seven million dollars to be the backup. Would you assume you're going in there to hold a clipboard? Like, well, I I don't think they really see much in me. You'd be like. They're offering me $7 million to be the backup quarterback? Well, I would say, like, for example, Teddy Bridgewater, when they signed him, when he drew Breeze above you, I think you go, well, if he goes down, I have to be ready. Sure, that's a good I'm example. I'm not beating him out. It, but, but I would say most times 
when they have a Hall of Fame quarterback, they never, when you're paying a quarterback $25, $30 million, you never see the backup making that much money, right? Usually the backup, like the Eagles were praying, like Nate Sudfeld becomes the guy. And then remember, he got hurt and they had to get McCown off the couch. So what did they do this year? Well, we just need to get a backup that's on a cost-controlled, Jalen makes like 1.2. You don't want your quarterback to be making huge money and your backup allocating... It could be like a starting safety. But like that's a that's a big that's a lot of a huge chunk of money. Part of this with Breeze could have been, and as it turned out, Breeze did consider retirement. That they thought Drew might retire. We can get Teddy at a value and try him out. We might come out of this where it lines up that we really like Teddy, and Drew retires. Boom! Right. That's that might have been part of how the Saints thought about that situation. Well, and you, I think you could look at it two ways. You can always take the Peyton Manning approach that if Peyton goes down, our season's over, and th- that ended up happening. Or you can go, listen, he's 40 years well, old. Kind of. I mean, he they benched him. He came back. Who? Peyton. Didn't Osweiler play the year they won the Super Bowl? I- I'm talking like the majority of his career. Oh, yeah, though, yeah, sorry. Right, where they just paid him yeah. huge money. And when the whole was, season like revolved around him. Yeah, the backup was a veteran minimum guy. I think the Saints got to the point where, well, Drew's 40 years old, like, he could just get injured, right? Right. I mean, forty-year-old sometimes, and, and it did. And they had, and you would say last year was the best example of that seven million dollars paid off, right? They ended up getting a home playoff game. They lost, but their season not only wasn't ruined. I don't think he lost. That is not the reason. Like to me, that's not the logic of Mar- there. The Saints' logic for Teddy making seven, and the the Raiders' logic for Mariota making seven and a half, are in completely different lanes. Yeah. Right. Yep. And they just which don't is, have these many which, situations to compare to. Which is not good for Derek. Like, to me, his margin for error the last couple of years, Peterman and Glennon, like, no, this is a different animal, right? Yeah. This was an elite player once upon a yeah, time. Now, if week three, Marcus gets a shot, he's still got to be good enough to keep Derek from coming back in. And I don't know if that's going to be the case. But but, but it, I'd say this. The Marcus Mariota I saw last year, and maybe John would say, listen, he was not healthy, was ter- was one of the worst players in the league any position. That's like playing a lot. He was awful. That's but what I'm he, saying. He like, there's no guarantee if he gets the shot, he can take the job from Derek. No, D- he should not be better than Derek. Agreed. He he should not be better than Derek Carr. To me, it's just that simple. Derek should be better than him. And like we said, if they're just running basic plays in the playbook that just require more legs, Derek should be able to do that, right? Like Derek should be able to do Mahomes, Russell Wilson rollout throws, like. That's what he has, and maybe maybe Gruden goes. I don't feel comfortable with him doing that. Like maybe there's a disconnect there. I don't know. Hey John, let's tell the people about Burrow B U R R O W dot com slash ham. This company is pretty awesome. Uh, we learned about Burrow a couple months ago. We've been telling you about it. It's a company I wish I knew existed when I got my couch. That is going to take seven crowbars and nine movers to get it out of my apartment. Burrow is not that way. We're talking about fully customizable. Fully versatile couches, sofas that you assemble yourself and break down yourself in minutes. Burrow.com slash ham gets you $75 off. Go to burrow.com slash ham. Uh, it's, it's hard to even describe how cool this stuff is. Yeah, it's easy to put together. It's modern. So, like, you get built in USB chargers so your phone doesn't die when you're lounging. I know, like, sometimes when oh, my couch is in my place, totally. I don't have a, plug is too I far. I don't have an outlet. I'm like, oh my God, I'm losing juice. Uh, pick your fabric color, leg finishing, armrest styles, and lengths. You can add chair lounge or an ottoman or both. Over 23,000 ways, guy, to customize your perfect sofa. 
it's just go to burrow.com, obviously, slash ham. Check out if you're looking for couches, if you're looking for autom- whatever you're looking for. Just go to the website, check it out. That's where we got you. We take care of you because you get $75 off your Burrow purchases plus fast and free shipping at burrow.com, burrow.com slash ham. That's like Joe Burrow, B-U-R-R-O-W dot com slash ham. Check out the site for details. That's burrow.com slash ham. $75 off, guys. I know. $75. It's, it's, I, I don't think there's any way because I didn't quite get it when I read about it until I went to the website and watched a video and understood. So these are sofas that come modular in pieces. There's no you don't need a big delivery crew. They get delivered to you in boxes. You pull them out of the boxes. You put them down next to each other. You latch them into place. They lock into place as sturdy as any other sofa you've had because these are really high qual- quality sofas with durable fabrics um, that are stain resistant and have scratch resistance and all that. But it doesn't quite. They're changing the game, John. It's as simple as that. They have changed it the game. Go to the website. Go check to the it website. out. You're right. You got you got to get visualize at bro.com slash ham, and, and then we get you a little discount. Yep. In an era where you don't want to go do the shopping, you don't want to go be around the crowds, You don't. this is the way to go. This is you don't even need to, to say go. thank you. Just order from <laughs> bro.com slash Send us ham. a photo of it. Yeah. There's no doubt. We, we, we require no thanks. No. Yep. Exactly. We're here for you. Uh, all right, Middlecoff. The Big Ten is not playing football. They were the first ones to say they're not playing football. But now in petition season, I got my USPS petition. I got my Big Ten petition. I got, I got my We Want to Play petition. I got We, we, we Don't Want to Play petition. There's a lot of petitions going on right now, John. Petition really season, are. Justin Fields has started a petition. Uh, p- parents are on it. They're trying to get the Big Ten to play. I don't think it's going to work. I don't think it has a shot in the hell, but I don't know. You, are you giving up on the Big Ten? Do, do you think one thing that went kind of viral over the weekend – is is it Kevin Warren? That's the the commissioner of the Big Ten. Yep, the commissioner of the Big Ten, who actually used to be with the Minnesota Vikings. Mm-hmm. So he's a football guy. Uh, I, I would imagine if this was up to Kevin Warren, he would play football. His son plays at I think Mississippi State. It might have been Ole Miss. It just said Mississippi. So he either plays for Lane or Leach. Yeah. So he plays in the SEC, and a lot of people were kind of hammering him, calling like him a hypocrite, letting his son play. You know, not letting the league play. But it's not his decision. Is this fair to say that his commissionership, a little bit like a Manfred, a little bit like a Roger Goodell, where he's he, it's not his choice, he, but they throw him up there in front of the cameras to speak for them so they don't have to take the heat. That's how all these commissioners are, right? Commissioners work. I, I think one thing that's been really illuminating. It does feel like Greg Sankey has a lot of juice. Is that fair? He does, but even when he did, I watched a Real Sports with him, and they said, do you know how many people – how many athletes have tested positive for corona? He said, yes. And they said, well, how many? And he said, you'd have to ask the schools about that. Like, I'm not – I'm letting them do their thing. And Sankey's been there for a long time, and I think has probably earned the latitude that the previous Big Ten commissioner, Jim Delaney, seemed to have, right? Jim Delaney could call a lot of shots, be the leader, whatever. But I think, I'd say if Jim Delaney was still around, I don't think this would be as messy. Right? Well, he had a lot no, of equity A lot of people – yeah. But – I think one thing that's been illuminating through all of this, and a lot of people kill the NCAA and Mark Emmert. Mark Emmert has nothing to do with any of this. He answers, the power does not lie with the NCAA. The power lies with the leagues and with the teams. If Nebraska decided they're going to go play, the person who can stop that is the Big Ten, not the NCAA. So I think. Didn't Kevin Warren threaten them? Well, Kevin, this is where Kevin Warren gets a little credit. He's like, all right, like, no, you don't. And what happened? The president of Nebraska, and 
the president of Ohio State. And they all kind of backed off what their coaches had said. So I don't think Nebraska's going anywhere. But the presidents are the ones in charge here. And I think one thing, like we're in our, our football bubble, and I love our football bubble, in our sports bubble, where Alabama rules and UCLA stinks and Michigan can't get it right. But the president at Michigan and the president at UCLA, they don't look at Alabama and go, man, I wish I was Alabama. Because they look at themselves very differently in the big world of academia, John, than we do in the world of football. And so well, I think they're, they're two separate lanes, though. You would re- if you were going to be to run an academic institution, you would choose one of the Pac-12 or Big Ten schools, right? You would choose Stanford. You would choose UCLA. You would choose Michigan. You would choose Northwestern. Nick Saban also laughs at UCLA. I don't think Nick laughs at Ohio State or probably even Michigan. Like the, I'd say the Big Ten schools and like Oregon, football does have a lot of juice and they get things done like the programs in the SEC. But I think with the California schools like Cal, UCLA, I'd even say USC kind of when they want to back in the day operated like an SEC school. But I, the people that are making the decisions are is academia, not football. And they don't care about football. Where the SEC, football comes first. So those people in academia are greatly influenced by football. We're out here, which I think is a little surprising for the Big Ten because their football is even on a different level recently than yeah. our football. Their football's, and it's their worth football's a lot of money. Two. Yeah, and you could say it's almost, they might it's honestly like 1B, Yeah, yeah. right? Yep. I mean, it's last year they were fucking good. And Ohio State's ever been as good as any of those teams. And, and really, Penn State, where they've come in. If Michigan is like your fifth best team, you're in pretty good shape. Remember what right? they named their leagues, John? Champions and champions? Legends and leaders. <laughs> yeah. So, to me, they are they're the Pac-12 on steroids, right? Sports are more important. They got more money flowing Football's in. Football's more important. I'd say basketball, too, though. I mean, consistently. Right? Michigan State, Wisconsin. They've been better. Yeah. Like, you can't yeah, tell me basketball is that important I, at UCLA when UCLA is the best school, but they, you know. But I think historically UCLA is just, it is <laughs> one of the biggest national brands for hoops. Arizona, it's massively important. But I'd say Arizona, different UCLA, like, they've, it's a little more renegade Well, there, they sell UCLA, out. I mean, I, I, like, when UCLA got good at the end of the year, all of a sudden that place was hopping. Like, I, I would put Pac-12 basketball, at least of how Pac-12 schools think of their basketball. But whatever, the Go, that, that, no, that's fair. I mean, they, they're actually – I mean, they got really good coaches. You're right. It's Football is where it's really kind of feels like it's taking a step back, where I think most people, and you and I are homers here, it, it shouldn't be – like, we have all the talent. The, all these teams have been good, right? It's just – it feels sometimes – I know from – on the I'm way on the outside, it, it and I've seen it and talked to people at some of these schools and recruiting and know some of the coaches. It can be a challenge, right? Like Rick Neuheisel always talked about you know, just to get uh, smoothies to the guys, I had to get it okayed by seven people. Where there's no okay for Nick, those smoothies are delivered 30 minutes later, right? Yeah, and that's what and I then, would hey, say. Hey, guys, do you need smoothies again tomorrow? But, but I think that's where it differentiates. Like, I, I do think there's a separation at UCLA, even at Washington, and at some of these schools where the academia is always going to come first. It's not really going to – it doesn't mean football, they won't pump a lot of money in and try to win big, but I just feel like at the SEC and even the Big 12 and the ACC, and I felt like this about the Big 10, but clearly it's not true, that they're just always going to get what they want. And I think this is the first time in a while that the Big 10 pre- – that academia in the Big 10 flex their muscles a little bit because this is not about – I think people right now, and, and you know this – 
And I think a lot of people in the media, I think, kind of know this, but who knows? It's not a. This is not about right and wrong, right? Like political, where, where you stand on Corona. This is simply about we don't the litigation. We don't want to get sued. Like we understand, it's not worth it for us to have a guy die and then us getting sued. Yeah, I. I so yes. Absolutely. And by the way, I'm speaking for the Big Ten and the Pac-12 agreed and they just followed suit. Well, the Pac-12 did their, I think Bruce Feldman wrote a big piece over the weekend in The Athletic about there was a presentation from the medical people to the football coaches in the Pac-12 and that he said a lot of the coaches told him that it was really eye-opening to them. Um, It was a lot about the heart condition, myocarditis, and specific people like the Red Sox pitcher, um, a couple Big Ten football players. There was a high school football player in uh, Seattle that I'm not sure if he died. I don't know the exact details. But Feldman's piece was basically a lot of the coaches in the Pac-12 were pretty taken aback by some of the things the medical people told them. And you and I, you we've talked about this, and you know this because you worked in college football too. I think it's easy to say everybody's greedy. They don't care about the kids. But you've worked with enough coaches and talked to enough trainers and enough recruiting. There are a lot of people that do care. Like, I don't think... Uh, I think most college player, coaches, most good ones, give a shit yeah. so at I a don't, high level. Like, player safety is not, not a part of this. But at the end of the day, at these institutions where academics, the big picture, is more important than the athletics, the president goes, wait a second. What I love my athletics the most is when they're causing no problems and in the and filling stadiums and getting me TV money. But you're telling me we got heart conditions. I got extreme liability risk is how I perceive this. And that's really your point, right? It's like this is about liability, which of course it is. Because, again, to them, winning in sports is not the number one thing. And, like, I didn't know this until this whole thing started, and I'm in the Pac-12. Didn't Feldman give the Pac-12 a lot of credit and the people that they were very, very – open about the information and the big 10 did not give any information that's one of the reasons yeah. justin fields and the parents are like you guys aren't telling us well, anything the, kevin you're just Warren, it's canceled? the guy that got a lot of credit was dave revson who's who's, who's the that? anchor on big he's like the main big 10 tv guy because he kind of grilled kevin warren for answers and people felt like kevin warren just gave a bunch of lawyer answers whereas the pac-12 said no it's the heart issue and we don't feel like we're going to have daily testing until it's going to be a few months and that's a problem. So, you know, anyway, I didn't. What I was going to say though is, I didn't. You know, the Big Ten's bringing their kids back to school. The Pac-12 is not, right? Well, but that's the thing. It's like some institutions are. Like I think Colorado's had people on campus forever. In terms of football, they've been back. I don't think it's universal. These are, in terms of whether or not anyone's on campus for school, that's not a league decision. That's an institutional decision. That is a president's decision. I- individual pres like. Colorado's president has nothing to do with whether or not SC has people on campus. This is where if I was a parent, for example, in the Big Ten, but I'm talking more of the Big Ten, the Pac-12. I I felt like at least from what I've read and just headlines, it feels like a lot of the Pac-12 schools are like doing a lot more virtual learning this fall. Well, you definitely – all the California schools are still kind of figuring that Uh, out. SC's been on top of that. I've seen a lot of the Big Ten schools are going to have kids on campus and in-house learning, so I think a lot of the parents go – you okayed the school to be open. Like, let's just, I'm just going to pull a, I might be wrong on this, but let's just choose Iowa. Iowa's going to have 100% just kids on normal fall. And the Big Ten's going to allow intramurals. I hate, intramurals yeah. have nothing in common it's with the Big 12. As Dan brother. Hawkins would say, yeah. But I do. This I ain't intramurals. Wait, 
my kid, who I'm very confident with my coach, even it hit me with Anthony Lynn. I think even in the NFL, you think like, oh, the coaches don't give a shit. Watch Anthony Lynn talk with his players. Like, no, it's a they business, can. but a good coach cares. Brad Stevens, Steve Kerr, they care about players. That's, that's why you coach. You're a teacher. Sean McVay like, likes his guys. Now you like, you're better players, but you like players. I would struggle with if I was a parent. Wait, you're having full go. Other conferences are playing. My kids wants to play healthy. The coach tells me we're good to go. The ADs are on this. I trust these guys. At that level, if Kirk Ferentz, if Ryan Day, I guess pretty high level, right? The Power Five, even the Pac-12. Like if you've had Mario Cristobal or David Shaw, like I am very confident with this guy being a shepherd father figure for my child. When he tells me something, it goes. Like I'm cool with that. If he says, and the AD said we should play. I understand on their side where you go. It's more the Big Ten because the Pac-12 schools are closed. The schools are open. My coach, my AD, who I respect a lot and I think are really high-level guys, if I'm just the run-of-the-mill parent, why, why can't we play? It doesn't make any sense. And I think the I, response I do understand would where be they're two baffled. things. One, well, the coach is not an epidemiologist. We made this decision based on the information that our medical people gave us, right? And then you would say, well, what about the ACC guy? And they'd go, I don't know what's up with the ACC medical guy. This is what well, our That's what they said. Is. That's yeah. what they said. Right, which, of course. But – Here's the other response to me, which really ends the conversation. Okay, so you're telling me that if we said no one's on campus except for the football players, the only people back are football, everyone else is virtual learning, we're going to bubble our football team, they're the only people allowed back. You guys would be cool with that. Because I think but what that, would happen then is everyone would go, double standard, contradictory but, information. Well, that, that's pack, the Pac-12. Now you're treating them like professionals. I, I agree, but the Big Ten, if the schools are open, I, the, the argument, there is some validity to the other side. And I do have a hard time. I've seen this. The, like, but I think what they're saying is, guys, being on campus is different. We think playing football, and I'm not, I don't know that they're right or wrong, but I understand they're saying we think playing football is taking just being on campus to a whole other level. Why, why wouldn't the NFL have a major issue? Because clearly it kind of feels like a bigger guy uh, heart condition. The, the, I how do you say it? My, myocarditis. Why wouldn't the NFL have that red flagged? Like, wouldn't that be a problem? Yeah, but they got a union who said, okay, here's our safety. We got daily testing. We got. Yeah, that's true. And they, they just have access to everything way easier. Like, it's just every time you hear a coach talk, and you saw this with John Lynch, you see this on Hard Knocks, I want to thank my owner. I want to thank my owner. Because, like, they always need things, and the owner's like, yeah, do whatever you need. What do you need? What do you need? What do you need? What do you need? Cool, sign it. I'll pay for it. I'm I'll telling pay for you. It. By the way, somebody asked me this on which is when you think about it is like I get it's their money, but it's just like it's all kind of everyone's money, right? It's not like it's not truly coming out of Jed's back pocket. Like it, like thanks, Jed. That's, well, was I not going to set up all these protocols? Well, the other, but I'm even talking about like players and stuff. You mean the check that Fox gives you guys all? Like it's like. It's not like Jed fucking did this by digging ditches. Or, and I'm not even trying to make fun of Jed here, but every coach says this. Like, it's one thing, like, if Nick Saban goes, I can't thank Guy Haberman enough for donating $5 million to build a weight room. Like, that's a legit, like, thank you, Guy, right? If Jed getting credit for George Kittle, like, come on now. Or, and again, it, it it's happens good business, with every John. Owner. It's good business. It, it is, but like, thank Jeffrey Lurie. Why does Steve Kime sit with the owner? It's smart, but do you agree with me? Like, it's a little ridiculous. It's a little little political. And you have to do it, but it's just... Yeah, it's but I would funny. imagine... It's just kind of funny the way it, you got to do funny. it. It is funny, yes. It is funny. 
it's because they're not taking that out of like, well, this was going to go to little Jimmy's college fund, but I'll redirect well, it like here. God, I've got my know, faith in you. You know, Jed had his, uh, he had that $40 million. He had uh, He had eyeballed this. You know, that $18 million uh, signing bonus, he had, he had eyeballed this $15 million pad on the lake at Lake Whoa. Tahoe. Won't be buying that now. What was like, that? What was never that story? happened once. What was that story? Where was that? Like, the story with a billionaire a few, like, a month ago or three weeks ago? And it was like, the billion, like, what's it like to be uber rich? And the explanation was, imagine everywhere you go, everything is free. Remember yes. that, right? Was it, yeah, well, someone told me. Was that like that a they, GQ magazine or something like yeah, that? Yeah, guy, a guy had read it, and he's like, yeah. it was the best description I'd ever read. So, Everywhere you go, everything's free. George Kittle was just free, that contract, the Jed York, right? Jed York is not like, well, honey, we can't go to Paris this year because we did the George Kittle deal, right? Didn't but, change them at all. Yeah. Where in the thing is in college football, I saw, was it Feldman? Uh, someone just kind of broke down the numbers. You know, the Pac-12 – we were on a text thread with a buddy that used to coach, and we were talking about like a non-power five school. All these coaches, like an assistant, you know, like an offensive line coach in the Mountain West, might make two hundred twenty grand. Let's just say at Fresno State. Well, Fresno State's not playing this year. To me, there's no chance he's getting his two hundred twenty thousand dollars. That's just not if, if the season can't. Now he he's going to probably get half that or whatever. He, but he's going to take a dramatic pay cut. And I think the Chronicle reported today that like Cal, Stanford. I'd imagine all the Pac-12 schools, their coaches are not going to get paid full freight, and probably the assistant coaches are going to take hefty, hefty pay cuts. It might be 50%. Now, you could say, well, if a guy's making six hundred grand to 300000 he doesn't have to work. It's not really that crazy. And I'd push back. It's not that crazy. Because one thing you read sometimes in media, like radio hosts you know, took 10%. Well, he's still working. Like the, the, the coach is not working. Now, I have read that they're still going to practice Right. So, well, there are some areas where you can be working out. Yeah. The postponement is on competition, meaning there's not going to be a basketball game November 4th, but it doesn't mean there's not going to be basketball practice if in your but area. But the difference in basketball, like you can just play football, is a little more complicated. Like, what yeah, yeah. Just I'm just saying, like, against... basketball's not playing until January. But did you see the, the Big Ten? Like, they're going to do the 20, 20 hour rule. Right. I saw Barry Alvarez. We're still going to do walkthroughs. Walkthroughs for what? It's, it's like, your so own weird. plays? It's, I don't quite get it. It's, and I do understand for the players and the parents, like, fuck, this is bullshit. And I, well, I don't know if it's guys, bullshit, but I understand why it's confusing. I, I don't. Well, I would say I would say it would be bullshit if I was a. I would think it was bullshit if I was a player or a parent, especially if I knew guys in other conferences. Which is fair to say, a lot of these guys from like Texas or U.S. All the big time guys would right. It just would not make sense to you. Well, they don't or not, I, it not. doesn't make sense to me. I don't understand why the Big Ten is. They well, just no, haven't I been like. I, I understand the why they're a I'd lot of furious. credit in the last week. It's been very clear why they arrived at the decisions they arrived at. Even if you didn't agree, because if yeah. I was a guy, I'd be like, well, why doesn't the guy with the mitochondria, not the right word, just not play? Ninth like, grade biology project it's, it's, right there, though. Well, it's, it's always my issue with Corona. My mom is very, you know, she's very, Corona takes it very seriously. She's over 70. She's had cancer. She has asthma. Corona, me and my mom, if we're at a blackjack table, we don't have the same amount of money on that hand. My mom, the corona is in her, like, I've been around multiple, like, I, my, I, I have the antibodies. And one, even if I got, had got corona and didn't have the antibodies for whatever reason. What I'm do just, you mean you have the antibodies? Well, like, I have been around countless people now that have had it, and I never got it. I haven't got tested for the antibodies, but it's clear that I have the antibodies. Because okay. I would have got corona. Like, it, it's impossible. I was at a place where the entire place got it, like 10 people, and not me. And 
it's just it's impossible to explain besides like I just can't get it. Or maybe you had. And it. I would imagine if I well I never did because I never got sick. But I mean but maybe that's tested, what I'm saying. You were a person. Yeah, that maybe got I was it, asymptomatic the, or whatever. Yeah. Exactly. But my like I, I the thing I struggle about Corona yet me and my mom have to follow the same rules. Like when they shut everything down, like we're not playing. We don't have the same amount on the line. Like her life, legit. If she got it, it would probably be she'd be in trouble. And she brought up a great point. She's like, I want no part. She'd read enough. I want no part of the ventilator. It, the vent, the word ventilator never crossed my mind. That's before that I knew that I was asymptomatic or couldn't get it or whatever. But I understand where kids are going. Wait, especially like not even just Justin Field, but a guy, just a, a special team linebacker at Iowa, going. I'm fully healthy. It can't affect my coach. Wants to play. My ID wants to play. My parents want me to play. I don't have the disease that impacts that. Even if, let's say, they describe better to the players about the about the heart disease. Go, I've been tested for that. I don't have it. Couldn't we remove the whatever? They said three or five guys in the big 12. Like, you just, you're not able to play. Like, my mom probably about shouldn't the have to quarantine. What, what if you test pot? Well, I mean, what if you're, you could make them sign a waiver if they wanted to or whatever, kind of like the NFL, right? Yeah, but this, again, goes back to the presidents are like, what we don't need to do this. What are we doing? I'm not for? talking about, but I'm not talking about. I just, I just, I completely understand. Sure. What they think they're yeah, I, screwed. I mean, That's my point. Sucks. But I'm just saying, to my original point, petitions not changing anybody's mind over this. But but it not just sucks. I, I think it's hard to me if it had all stopped, like no one was playing football. You go, we're all playing. Like this is back to me and my mom. Like why are me and my mom following the same rules? You know, like it just doesn't make any sense. Like if I was a kid in Iowa, her, like, I guess. Why does the kid at Alabama? I do, yeah. So that's, but, I mean, that's I just, why, I guess. But, I mean, actually, I've only seen her a couple. I mean, I keep my distance. Like, it's just, yeah. it sucks. It's her disease. It's not mine, you know? In a weird, like, I go, if I'm the kid at Iowa, I go, this is not going to affect me. Just like it doesn't get affect the kid at Alabama, yet he gets but, but what the Big Ten said is we don't know. That's what we think. We don't know that this heart issue does not create an issue for somebody down the road. Well, and I saw Richard Sherman tweet something out that there are still a lot of unknowns long-term. Who knows? I, we don't know. I mean, we've been at this for not long enough. I, I guess I, I just completely understand the hysteria on the players being furious right now. Because I, I would well, be too especially if, I was if they've in all been on. What I do get is if they've been on campus practicing, right? Like a and lot the Ohio of Ohio State have. guys, the Michigan guys. Now I have. talked to Nick Rolovich the other day. Said I could have told you a month and a half ago this thing wasn't going to work. I said, well, how do you know that? He's like, because. Rolovich said, I, I, the reason I knew this thing wasn't going to work is because we have been nowhere, forget about COVID, we have been nowhere close to being able to ramp up our preparation for a football season in time to play a football season. But they had pushed it back till September, Late right? September, so but he was just like, we are not even close to even getting people ready to play football in the Pac-12. He's like, I could have told you a month and a half ago we were that wasn't going to happen. Based on that, forget about people, there's going to be a COVID outbreak or something like that. Yeah, but that's clearly the powers of be care less about that. Like, if guys are ready or not. Because even the NFL, do they truly care? I mean, shouldn't they, like, probably push the season Yeah, back I, I think he was just saying, like, we're just not I know where the coach this. is coming from. Yeah. And he's a new coach. It would have been difficult. But I would imagine, would Mario have said that? I don't know. I mean, but no, none of those guys have come out and said, this is crazy. We're playing, right? I would say they've done and the best I job. And I think they think... That in the end, now we'll see. Maybe the SEC, Big 12, ACC plays and it's fine. They feel like they're but playing if, in the spring, huh? No, no, no. I, I don't. I just, oh, I what I was going to say is I think thought. the Pac-12 thinks, and maybe the Big 10 thinks this too, but I, certainly the Pac-12 thinks, that in the end, from I think the coaches kind of feel this way, and the ADs, 
in the end, maybe this will turn into a recruiting advantage for us when we're sitting like if the SEC, the Big 12, and the ACC don't play football, now we're going to sit in the living room with mom and dad and go, remember who had your kid's interest in mind first, us. You're saying if – oh, you're saying I'm if saying if, if like they get – if other leagues get forced not to play. See, I think it's got a chance to go the other way. Sure. If they play the season, it's a huge disadvantage for the Pac-12. Yeah, I don't – yes, it definitely could go the other way. For, 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 top, for higher-end players that those schools are going to want. Now, in the end, they're going to say, hey, we erred on the side of protecting your kid. So I don't think it, you know, I think the lost revenue is a bigger deal in the end than anything else, right? Washington gets almost $30 million a year in ticket sales, which is number one in the league. Not everybody gets that much, but that's how much they make. So there's a lot of lost revenue potential. But anyway. A lot of cash. It is a lot of cash. Uh, A little weekend update, John. You want to rattle through some stuff here? Yeah, let's do a little weekend update. Brought to you by LinkedIn. Brought to you by our friends at LinkedIn.com slash ham. Guy, you looking to hire? LinkedIn.com slash ham. Got you covered. Get you 50 bucks off your first job post. Uh, right now, like always, small businesses have unique needs. Constant current uncertainty. But one thing that doesn't change is how important it is, and I could argue now more than ever, to have the right people on your team. And that's where LinkedIn jobs dot, or LinkedIn.com slash ham. That's LinkedIn jobs. That's where LinkedIn jobs can help you. Yeah, I mean, I we talk millions of people. I don't even think it does the justice. 690 million people worldwide. 690 million people. And it, they search for the hard and soft skills. If you're looking for someone to hire, LinkedIn has you covered. When your business is ready to make the first hire, find the right person with LinkedIn jobs. You can pay what you want and get the first $50, $50 off. LinkedIn.com slash ham. Again, that's LinkedIn.com slash ham. Get $50 off your first job post. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn.com. Slash ham. Uh, all right, where do you want to start? I'll let you. Well, well we we got a bunch of stuff here from the weekend. So why yeah, don't you begin? I'm not gonna spend too much time on this. Uh, I, I thought this guy was a clown when they hired him. He was a laughing stock in Philly. Uh, his Giants career is a disaster right now. I saw Kawakami wrote about it Sunday morning. Like it's just been a weird start. You know, it just it feels weird. Gabe Kapler, he's gonna get a second year no matter what because of the pandemic. But these last couple games, now he's had some weird shit happen, didn't know rules, blowing leads, it, it happened to the A's. Farhan might love him, but they got Johnson & Johnson, the dude with all the cash, Larry Bear, this is a business-oriented organization. If fans, let's keep fucking fingers crossed, vaccine the next three or four or five months, whatever, next baseball season, to me where it will tell, if AT&T, or or- is Oracle now, is empty, and their team's going to suck, he would be in some trouble, guy. Because one thing we know about the Giants, they like winning, but they like their money. And I think it's got a chance to just, he's going to be the whipping boy of just the reason they suck. It's not, And it's not even all his fault, but he just, he came in, I'll never forget Phil Savage, and I think it's so true, in the SEC he said, when the, when the storm comes for you as a coach, there's just no, there's no fighting it off. The tornado just takes you. It's just an, the fine bombs, the fan, the fervor. It happened to our friend Jim McElwain. And he was winning at Florida. But they're like, this guy's supposed to be an offensive guy. Our offense sucks. Like, guys, you guys are going to the SEC championship. They're like, he's, he's sleeping with a shark. And they just, when that shark photo came out, I remember Savage. And Savage loves McElwain. He's like, this is bad. And it was, and it, was it him? Was it not him? I don't know. I know Mac well. I wouldn't dare ask. I believe I it's not either. him, John. But do you agree that it was just they were out? Yeah, it but just, I also it gets that way. I, I think it's pretty 
Uh, I'm not saying Kapler's a good manager. I'm saying it's pretty foolish to say, like, they're 8-14 and 14 because of Gabe Kapler or that the stadium would be empty because of Gabe Kapler, especially because I'm pretty sure he's just doing what he's told to do. Like, when he leaves Tyler Rogers in the game, it's because that's what the book – That's those are the percentages not, not, they're Not talking baseball minutiate, but you know but I'm just he's going to be like, the guy that takes the heat. If they hired him to be the fall guy in three years, then genius by them. But – I don't see how they'd be any different with Bruce Bochy. I mean, hell, the Phillies aren't any good, and they got Joe Girardi. I think uh, I think they'd have a couple more wins because I they have hit some home runs. I'm just I'm just looking yeah, up. I think guy. a baseball manager's worth like maybe five wins over 162 games is what people have determined. Now, in the playoffs, that's a big deal. He's no Bochy, but like, yeah, I. They're so terrible. I mean, this guy. You look, watch this game. They're down fourteen. Nah, to I've three. got Yankees Red Sox on now. The, the guy looked like fucking me or you out in right field. I, I don't even know who that is. This is. A I joke. think. I, my, again, I, I think my he's point just is, such an easy target, just, and he might be bad, but he is such an easy target that. You agree? There's a decent chance, though, he doesn't make it in 2022. Just the negativity. Of course, could just be but huge. I thought that before he got the job. But part of that is, this team I think is going to be bad for five years, four years at least. Do you agree that then they have a legit economic problem on their hands? Like, that place will not be But full. this is what they committed to. Could get ugly, guy. They've no never doubt. gone through something like this. I mean, they, they like their stars. They well, like their juice. The last they time like they were terrible, they had bonds. Yeah. And, and then even Lincecum there for a couple of years to hold them over, right? Remember? Yeah, but I, I, this, is, this is just you, this is the deal. This is what they've done. So it's not, there's, change of managers is not, is the la- honestly, is the last thing that's changing that. It's just, it's ugly. It's gotten ugly quick. Well, I, it definitely has, but I think part of this is he's just such an easy target. People want it to be ugly for him, and it doesn't change. I just, whatever. I mean, again, he's not the manager that's taken him to the playoffs, I don't think, but he's also yeah, I, I, not the reason they're an awful team. They're an awful team because I, they got a bunch of guys that should be in Korea I, or AAA. Yeah, I don't blame him on a daily basis. Like, the team sucks. I, I just think he's a complete fraud watching him talk. I think he's a complete politician. Anytime your coach is a politician in any sport, to me, that's usually a red flag. I just I just had the guy red flagged as a human That's being. That's fine. I'm just telling you the fact yeah. that they're eight and fourteen. But, but I'm saying but I'm saying a lot of people did. And then when you just when you suck and your team's just embarrassing, it's just going to be tough. That's just the end of the yeah. day. It's just going to be really no up. doubt. But I'm just saying the fact they're eight and fourteen has nothing to do with Gabe Kapler. They could have Babe Bapler as their manager. I don't think this team's terrible. Eight and fourteen. They're they I mean, if they have a three sixty four winning percentage at the end of the year, I'll be impressed. Yeah, they might not win a game for their, a while. Their run differential is actually better than the Pirates. Well, guy, they hit home runs. They're not actually – you're acting like they are They actually have some offense. They, they're down 15-3 to three right now. Yeah, I mean I, – just, I, I just think Gabe Kapler – like A lot a of people think that. SEC. I'm just telling you the winning yeah. win-loss record are like managers by and large, bad teams. You don't watch them every night and go, see, he's terrible. That's just not the deal. Yeah, but someone is going to have to pay, and when they're losing well, a lot of money, which of they're going to lose some John, cash. he had to pay last year in Philly. I'm just saying part of that was because Philly was supposed to be great, and they weren't. And maybe some of that was on him, but mostly it's on the, that stuff's on the players. That's just the nature of the sport, as opposed to football, which is a different animal. Yeah, GM League. You want to get I think. Well, I have one other thought on this, too. I think him being bad, now, different animal because the A's have great talent, have had great talent. It is just such a great example. Bob Melvin, I think, is the longest tenured manager in baseball. This is a guy who's been a three-time manager of the year, who's done it with an analytic front office. I think one thing that's really hard for guys is to get enough juice to do what they want sometimes. I think Melvin, over the years, particularly with specifically lineups, has had to do things the front office wants to do. 
but he's clearly a great manager in a sport where, you know, you just don't. You would think in baseball maybe that you would get a bunch of guys, long tenures, 162, a bad year here and there is not a direct reflection of, like, your play calling or that sort of thing. But there's only eight managers right now in baseball that have more than seven years total experience, and that counts, like, Dusty Baker. Joe, Joe Madden, yeah. Tito, you- Mattingly, Gardenhire, Girardi, Bud Black, and this is the 10th year for Bob Melvin in Oakland. So, What team does Gardenhire manage? Gardenhire is the – not the Twins manager anymore. That's Rocco Baldelli. Yeah. Where is Detroit. he? Matheny. Yeah, he's in Detroit. Matheny's in Kansas City, although he's not on this list. So there's a gotcha. few guys that are around you. Like, where is that guy? I, my comp last night, just watching the A's game, having a few pops, I was like, you know, if we did an NFL comp, I think a good one for, like, for Bob Melvin. It's, I just chose this guy because he hadn't won a Super Bowl, but everyone views this guy as a high-level guy. It was Mike Zimmer. And you could probably pick other guys that hadn't won, like, a World Series, Super Bowl, you know, like, just really high-level. People love the guy. Like, he's just really... Bob's probably a little happier, but he's actually kind of an intense guy. That's They're an interesting. I mean, I would say Bob similar. would. I did. I did Mike Zimmer versus Freddie Kitchens was the version. <laughs> yeah, of football, that's good. I mean, it's hard to do a comp. Bob's been around as a manager so much longer than Zimmer has been a head coach. But, but Zimmer just didn't get a shot for a while. Yeah. But he was, you know, highly assistant. Uh, I'm just trying to think if there's somebody I would like. Because a lot of guys more. have won Super Bowls that are really good that I think you'd compare them to. Maybe Bruce Arians. Arians was the guy Bob. I was about to say, but but their personalities are way different. Yeah, you know? no, that's solid. I'd comp. say I'd say Arians would have been like a Bochi, but Bochi won. All right, and I, I just think that Kapler's Freddie. Let's rattle through. Uh, yeah, let's uh, Alex Smith guy. I yeah yeah. Let's talk about Alex. Listen, the the Washington Redskins tweeted it out. No, Washington football team. Why? Excuse me, the Washington football team <laughs> tweeted it out. And it's still – did you see the video of his kids spraying him with champagne, mm-hmm. I think, when he was headed to practice? Mm-hmm. The whole thing is pretty cool. He doesn't look like he's walking quite normally. Like, I, my first take is he's one of the most inspirational humans. You could go outside of sports. Like, this should lead ABC, whatever, what's a Good Morning America. Like, he should be talked about news channels. Like, he deserves the praise. Like, this is someone you want your kid to be like. And literally, he's made $175 million. He'd be really rich, too. But just his mindset, you could say that. Like, this guy's worth $175 million. His leg fell off, and he refused to quit. Like, it's, it's incredible. Like, he's, I bet a lot of people that those military guys are with him come away telling him, like, that's one of the most impressive guys we've ever been around. Like, the Navy SEAL that, you know, was injured. Be like, that Alex, that guy, fuck. I can't believe this guy. And I do, my first thought when I watch him, again, applaud him, I feel unsafe. Like I, can he move around, guy? He's got the sleeve on his leg because I'd imagine it looks pretty crazy. But I don't. I think feel, his calf is like, like on the front of his shin now, right? Do you feel like when he walks that he walks normal? And maybe no, but, but like, it how might, is he going to get away from hard, like Khalil Mack? I want to see him run around a little more. Um, you're saying you think the leg could get injured again, or just that he because he's not as nimble, he could just get hit in a way that he hasn't been hit before. Yeah, and maybe they would just say, well, he used to be a good athlete. Now he's just an average athlete given this injury. Right. It's not his leg is fine, right? He just he can't move. Well, Peyton Manning never could. Like, this is just the cards he's dealt now. He's not at, he's not any more likely to break his leg than Dwayne Haskins is playing football. Yeah, like, that's, that's, I, that's I would imagine I'm, what the doctors would tell you. I mean, it's been almost two years now. Crazy. It's gone fast, it feels like. 21 months was the injury. 17 surgeries. The leg almost got eaten alive by bacteria. 
The mental toughness aspect of it's crazy. Guy, his leg was gone but, when you watch that thing. Oh. It's gone. You had told me, be ready. Yeah. I'm like, what do you mean? And you're like, be ready. And then you see it, you're like, it's gone. There's nothing there. Oh. It's wild. Now, like you said to me, if he's okay, if he's not in trouble, then Dwayne Haskins is. Well, if he's if he's okay, and even if he's like not quite as nimble, right, with his feet, clearly he won't be, but like can just move a little bit and he still is accurate. Is he the lock starter in Washington? Because what will Ron Rivera think? If I get 80% of Alex Smith or 85, I'll try to win with this guy. Why couldn't we be Absolutely. Why couldn't we be competitive right now? And it'll be great for I mean, I think it's I think it's good for Dwayne ultimately. So now there may be a point where you just do you want to see a little bit what Dwayne has if you're them? I mean, I, you could probably play. This him year both. you might yeah, you probably do get away with both. He's definitely getting a start or two. I mean, he's definitely getting one start. One thousand percent he's getting a start. Alex Smith yes. is starting in the NFL. I don't think there's any I, question. Now that he's been cleared to play, how does he not get us? Like, to me, even if it's not four quarters, but he is taking the opening snap of an NFL game. What's weird is I, I, I agree they, they say he's cleared to play. When I watch that and see that on his leg, because he still has, like, an apparatus. You're talking about on the front? Look like, I think that's just yeah. how his leg is now physically. Oh, it's kind of like, like the bump on the front of his shin. leg. I think because they had to move. Remember when you see it, they had to cut off that whole front of his leg. I think they moved muscle from the back of his leg to the front of his leg. Surgically. Well, it, it, is Alex Smith the week one starter for the Washington uh, I mean, he might be. This is insane. Yeah, he might be. Now, is he? Great. Yeah. It's crazy. It's an incredible story. I just, uh, I watch him. I kind of hold my breath. The, somebody, uh, was it the Newsday, Newsday uh, column? Sam, the Jets are ready for Sam Darnold to be great, basically. I saw that the headline was, has looked the first couple days of, like, full group. And Adam Gase, I guess they had had bad practices, but he was, like, the star of practice, that he looks like a franchise quarterback. I'm a big Sam Donald guy. I hope he's really good. Uh, but it's time. I mean, he, there is some pressure on him, right? I mean, rookie year was just kind of whatever. Last year, in a weird way, mono, I, I think it was viewed as a negative. I think – they went 7-2 and two down the stretch, but I, I heard someone say that if you really dove down, like they got a couple breaks with some injuries, they played some shitty teams, that it's not quite as good. They, did, they weren't just beating like the Houston Texans, the Kansas City Chiefs, Seattle, and the 49ers. Like they didn't just rattle off. Like they beat the Raiders. But I think he did kind of show some things. I just think this is a year for Sam Darnold to just kind of flex his muscle again. Like, I was a top-five pick for a reason. I can be a star in this league. I think if you think Sam Darnold's going to be good, that that's based on what you have seen with your eyes in bits and pieces. The numbers do not say you. This is the numbers are not kind. This to is him. a superstar quarterback waiting to be a superstar. Now you could argue, well, his team sucks. Fair, terrible offensive line. To- right. So he's trying to make plays and throwing interceptions. Whatever. Totally Got legit. Mono. Totally legit. Now he brought that on himself. Totally legit. We think. I mean, he's never. <laughs> Uh, but all, all that's legit. I'm just saying, like, I, as as someone who is a Darnold fan, and you are, as you said, it's a little bit of a like. At some point, you're gonna keep banging the table. We don't. People don't talk about Sam like he's got a chance to be solid. People talk about Sam Darnold like this guy's gonna be a superstar quarterback in the NFL. Well, here is your. Like we now know. This we is know dramatically three. more about Josh Allen right yes. now, right, than Sam Darnold. <laughs> and he right, did not well. come in with nearly as many "quote unquote" answers about him. He came in with way more questions. The better way to say it, Josh Allen, than Sam Darnold did. 
I would still take Sam Darnold, but I would say it's become a conversation. Like, if Josh takes a step this year, there is a chance Josh Allen just becomes a better player than Sam Darnold, right? Now his team's better. He's going to play, and you know, like he's asked to do whatever. But, yeah, that chance the chance that this season ends and people talk about Josh Allen like he's better, is a, it's real. Now, I also think Sam can – his team is so bad, like if he's just really good – if he's just solid – Right. Yeah. He rolls out a twenty touchdown, nine interception year. It's gonna. It might look incredible. Doesn't this also speak? And we talk about this all the time with quarterbacks. Where you're at, you know, things are out of your control. Who your coach is, who your organization is. Sam Darnold, excuse me, Josh Allen gets drafted at the time. Like, oh, the Bills, they're gonna suck. Sean McDermott's turned out to be what a really good head coach. You see, he just got a six year contract extension. I mean, it's just he got it for a reason. Like, I I would extend him too. He's just going to be good. They trade for Stephon Diggs. They, they extended – one thing that got lost in the Kittle-Kelsey was I didn't really know who this guy was, but they extended their left tackle. They gave him like $60 million. I'm like, that's a guy that's good that I didn't know about. I don't watch that much Bills football. But, like, they clearly got just good players. Like, they, they're good enough to just extend their left tackle. That's a, that's a big move. You don't just – yeah, this guy's an average player. Extend him at left tackle. Like, clearly the guy's – like, they got good players on their team. I, the expectation for the Bills – we're going to win the division and hold playoff games. The Jets are just hoping, shit, can we just be 500? Is Adam Gase going to lose his mind? Right? The franchise, I'd say Baker went to the craziest, right? Just yeah. the negativity, the Browns, even Freddie, just the whole thing's a joke. The Jets haven't been that far behind. If Lamar got dealt the best hand, right? Wait, I get to go to the Ravens? They're going to build the whole offense around me? I got this guy named John Harbaugh that swings swords and has won a Super Bowl? And my coordinator, oh, the guy that, you know, made Kaepernick, Greg Roman, like it was, he had the, as much as Mahomes and Lamar, there aren't that many differences of the situation, right? It doesn't get any more ideal. You could argue Lamar's the most ideal of the ideal. They built, they changed the entire offense, just built the thing around. It's not like Andy, like, changed the whole offense. He just throws it a lot. And he just got a guy that likes to throw it, who also throws, like, behind his head and shit. But Andy didn't change his offense. He changed it back in the day for Alex to do like. He made it what he always wanted it to be. Like I've never seen what they're doing. Like Greg Roman's like, yeah, we used to do this Kaepernick. Let's like, let's let's add Navy to it. I mean, they run like the triple option, and Lamar's just won the MVP. What else you got? Weekend update. Uh, Henry Ruggs is not running with the first team. How many days has it been? Yeah, it hasn't been many. So I'm not going to overreact. But it's to me, it's not nothing, right? Is that a little our first round guy make him earn it? Edwards kid, the South Carolina third rounder. They went to three wide receiver sets guy, and he wasn't out there. So I listen, I know it's early. And remember, when I first got into the media, it was like the 49ers had drafted Eric Reed at like 19. They had traded up to get him. That's right. And like Craig Dahl was and Fangio's like, <laughs> yes. I love Dahl. Yeah. And then week one, Eric Reed was That's there. Right. So there is some old school tactics by, you know, Gruden's not like new school by any means, but as you said earlier with talking about Mariota and some of the, there's no preseason games. So it's like you're getting ready. Like Gruden is getting ready for the Panthers, right? You, you're implementing offenses that you're going to run. It's not nothing. I'm not saying he suck. I mean, he's an elite player. But it's like he and Gruden's doghouse a little bit right now or something. I wouldn't say like this guy's good. Like he's an elite talent. Could you see something like shows up late or – Maybe he doesn't know I, as many plays as he should or just something I, Here's like that. what I know, no. I, yeah, I guess I could see anything. Here's what I know. If week one rolls around and he has no catches and three targets and week two rolls around and he has one catch and two targets, right, or he's not on the field for big third down, then that's a story. 
That's what I know, no, right? But this is camp. That's what we talked yeah. about. No, but I'm just saying, like, I'm not saying I'm not saying it dismissively. I'm saying it to agree with you. Like, it's something to be aware of because there is no preseason to watch him. And so if week one rolls around and and he's not on the field in some big moments, we'll look back at this and go, this was something. So I'm open to the possibility that it's something. I just don't know if it is yet. I would say, for for example, another little weekend story I saw, K.J. Hamler, the speed demon who's kind of like the poor man's rug, is the star so far of Broncos camp. And you'd say, well, t- what happens in shorts and t-shirts? Who can sometimes star? The fastest the motherfucker on guys, the field. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so to me, it's a little concerning. And now I know they tweeted out a pic, but I'm just saying, like, you would like to see your fast guy just kick everyone's – no one should be able to run with those two guys. Well, one thing I read, too, was that I did read something else that did, like, K.J. Hamler is kind of the spl- – like, he makes a couple of mistakes, but then he makes, like, the best play of every practice. See, but they're different, right? They don't have – like, their, their wide receiving group is Corlin Sutton and then Jerry Judy and K.J. Hamler. That's who they got. Well, it's the Broncos. The like Vic, exactly Vic, Ronan, Vic Tim Brown and Jerry Rice. Well, I'm just saying, like, Vic can't keep Jerry Judy and K.J. Hamler on the bench. And it's an offensive, their offense. Maybe, is that part of it, you think? Like, an uh, offense, like, Gruden is the head coach and the offensive play caller. So he's going to be a little harder on his first-round pick the way that Vic Fangio was hard on Eric Reed. Whereas Vic Fangio yeah. with K.J. Hamler goes, whatever, you offensive coordinator, you deal with it. That's fair. There might be something there. Who's their OC? I, I, love, I love who? Broncos? Uh, Shermer. Yeah, Pat Shermer. Mm. What's well, weird, because I saw Gary Kubiak. You see some of these names, Kubiak, Shermer. You're like, the, the NFL is like speed dating. You're like, wait, well, this guy's coach of where? Who? What? Because I saw Gary Kubiak. I love Justin Jefferson. I'm like, wait, Gary Kubiak, Justin Jefferson, LSU, Minnesota. He's at Minnesota. It's hard to keep up sometimes with coordinators. But he, they said, and there's pressure on this guy, that Justin Jefferson's been everything is advertised. Mm. And, and I think sometimes whenever you trade a star player at that position and then use that pick, to re to just reload at that position, like it's not just Justin Jefferson's their first round pick, right? They got rid of Stephon Diggs and now have him. Now it's he's not. They don't play the same way. Justin Jefferson's more of like a. I don't know if Devontae is a good comp, but he's you know he's a bigger, more physical. You know we're gonna work the middle. Good player. Diggs is a legit like Diggs is like a rugs, a better version of what they're hoping rugs will become. But like. If I'm a Minnesota Vikings fan, like we got rid of Stephon Diggs, this guy better be good, right? right? Yep. I know we need to save some quote unquote some cash, but all I know is Stephon Diggs in the Niner game. What happened? We scored seven points. That motherfucker made the play. <laughs> we, we we didn't do anything else. That guy, he's a playmaker. Uh, food. Uh, I got a I got a DM. DM yeah, DM us the- local restaurants. Everyone DM Soul Food in Marin, San Rafael. I went Saturday. Very okay. very good. BizTech sandwich. It's a couple layers of meat. I did one with the a garlic plantain as the bread and one with just the the bread. A lot of people said the garlic plantain is the bread. You know, replace the bread with that. So I did one of each. I actually, as a bread lover, preferred the bread, but whatever. Fantastic. The, What's the garlic plantain? It's it, like it, it is, it's, uh, it replaces the bread on the outside. So what it, what is plantain? I don't even know what that it's is. It's like a banana. Seriously? Yeah. But it's garlic? Well, no, no. It's flavored with garlic. Gotcha. Yeah. But it's banana kind of material is like what it kind yeah, of feels. It's, so it's I think it's a. I think it's a little bigger. I think plantains are a little bigger, but. Gotcha. Excellent. Or do you like the, do you like the bread? It was that? excellent, but I just 
bread is my primary food group. So did you eat? Did you eat both for lunch? Or did yeah, you eat split. One for did lunch did, did well. No, you yes because it actually I accidentally ordered the one that comes with double meat. So I had gotcha. fries and half a sandwich for lunch, and then the other half of the sandwich for dinner. How was our price point? Like, what's the sandwich for us? Uh, I think the re- I accident I meant to order the I think it was like twelve, thirteen, fourteen bucks. Somewhere. That's pretty good. Yeah, I mean that's it's a lot of food. Like it is. You could if you're not starving, you could split a big one. So that's gotcha. So it's legit. It lived up. It to lived the up to the. And I had a lot of people hit me up like, "What took you so long to get to this place?" So. Was it packed when you went there? Uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was only t- takeout ordering. But yeah, there was gotcha. a... We walked up, probably all in all from order to got the food, probably 15 minutes, not bad at all. There was a line of a couple of people before I... Uh, they say ordered. anything like we knew you were going to come? They did not say that. They did not say that. But I, I don't even know if I've had Puerto Rican food before, but that's what it is, and uh, it was really good. I don't think I have either. I got a, I got a DM. I, I tweeted out, I, or I mean, I Instagram storied, when you took the little deal, how did you make that little video? It's pretty just cool. Just Instagram Reels. It's like TikTok, oh, basically. Oh, it is Instagram Reels. Yeah, maybe that's what I was reading. Like, is Instagram coming after TikTok? It's pretty easy to use. Yeah. So is, you have to like download the new app or something. You just update your just, Instagram. Yeah. I have to check that out. Instagram. Yeah. Reels. I was that was that was pretty sweet. Yeah, recommend. Did uh, so I I, I I added you Instagram Reel to my story, and I just said hit me up with any restaurants. And I got from the 916, which I don't know if you've saw, seen. It's about to average about 112 over the next four days in Sacramento. It's going to be hot. Okay. El Palmar. El Palmar. Okay. P-A-L-M-A-R. So if it, it wasn't, as someone from Sacramento texted me, like, what a great time to be outdoor dining only. <laughs> like, I know. I, I, but, I mean, in, in all seriousness, like, the restaurants probably are going to get dinged a little bit this week. You, no one's going to go sit outside in 110 degrees. It's too, it's too hot. Like, this is a week when, in the summer, if you can come inside and you got air conditioning, people come to your restaurant to eat inside. Right. You know? Or they come to your restaurant when the, you know, people... That's one of the reasons that California is doing some of these rolling blackouts is because usually in a heat wave, people go to malls. They go to movie theaters. They go to restaurants. But that's not the case. Everyone's home. So everyone's yeah. using their AC at the same time. I don't have AC, but, you know. I do. I've got two TVs like running, I'll tell quite, you that. feels like it's not quite working. So, all right. T- say the name again. L P A L M A R. Palmar. L Palmar. Uh, yeah, sounds Sacramento. I just want to, you know, we like to do a little menu search here. Pick an item. You got any good uh, good items? I'm I'm so hungry right now. <laughs> I can't even. I've just been going in my head. What do I want for dinner? What do you think is going to be? Probably salad. I need to get. I, I had a bad couple weeks stretch. L Palmar. Just dirty eats. Dirty eats. All right. All right. On that note, L Palmar looks good. Okay. Adios. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com. Code program. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca Cola, Pepsi, or 7 Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.